0: I tell someone, you know, all I do, to, you know, photography is just a way for me to like tell myself that I've, I, i i am
1: deferring a midlife crisis. From Stockholm Studios in Bushwick, Brooklyn, this is the LPV show, a weekly discussion from the world of photography and photo books. Here is your host, Brian Formals. Okay.
2: Three months. That's like a, uh, it's is like that, baseball is, vacation.
0: Isn't that, isn't that not long enough? <laughs> Well, hey, tell me about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It but I guess,
0: be. but but I guess by the time you roll, that's that's three months from now almost. So so so. Yeah,
2: so it'll be if we wait until January, that'd be six full months. But it, is
0: it the case now where you are you now have to build up a queue so that by yes. by January, yes. right? I see. So that's
2: kind of what we're doing, and like I'm, you know, finding people that are kind of like act- you know, you're curating the yeah. guests, you yeah, know, of and like so. Sometimes you have people yeah. that swing through New York, and it's yeah. like shit. Yeah. Like you're coming by. Like I was, I might yeah. not have started till yeah. October, and yeah. then it was like you said, I was like there's yeah. no way. Like, Fair Fair so enough. we kind of wait for like the signals to present themselves. The stars and to align. Yeah, exactly. And that's you know that's kind of one of the things I like about New, you know in New York is people are coming through, always coming through. So you gotta you know, take there's a reason pictures. to be here.
0: Yeah, but you, but you don't feel like you're sorry, I, I know I'm <laughs> trying to, but you, but you don't feel like there's a there's pressure to like every week to record something. Every well, week. that
2: was in the last season we kind of yeah. were into that. Now mm-hmm. we're like, I don't know if we can do that kind of production schedule. I want it to be a little bit more chill. So just like, let's wait till we get the person and then we'll go and do it. And rather than like every single week, because we would do it and then like during the week I'd come home and you'd be like, Thursday night and I'd spend like four hours sitting on touching. The exa- the it yeah. just sounded
0: exhausting saying, wow, he's cracked
1: out another one already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I dude. moved to New York City with a band about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And we signed up with a booking agency and they wanted us to play a show every week. Yeah. And we thought that's what we had to do to make it here. Yeah. And eventually we couldn't get anyone to come to the yeah. shows and we we're all worn out. Well, the it's band also died. like
2: I only have so much to say. I have like a few rants like lo- locked in my head. And then like I kind of after a certain amount of episodes, like, I've just been talking, saying no, the same, and, same things. You and know? No, no, and, and that's the thing. It's like.
0: If you listen, it's the same things. It is the same yeah. things, exactly. Exactly. It's like saying, "How do you start photography? Oh, yeah, I was a writer in LA, and then I did the walk." Blah, blah, blah. So, exactly. So, right. so it's 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 yeah. You you want you want to give yourself more breathing space.
2: I got to have new material. Yeah. Man. You let the rage material. let
0: the rage build up in a different way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just fighting like you. We had Noah clean on, and Noah was like, "I only do like one interview every couple of years because like I got I got no I got nothing to say. You know, I have like nothing interesting. But you have Alex South who does like." Fifteen interviews a year. Okay. It's like every month there's a new Alex Soth interview, you know. So, but it feels like we've already done a full episode, Hen. Yeah, I know. It's like welcome
1: to part two. <laughs> part two. Yeah,
2: you'll never hear the f- first part.
0: Yes, because that was where that was where all the swearing and you know bad talk took <laughs> to place. Now I try I actually I have to you know try and behave myself. Yeah, now we have
2: now we have to talk about the serious issues. Mm. Well, we're well, we're definitely excited to have you, Hin Chua. Thank you. You're welcome. So um, I I promised we wouldn't get too much into this, but I feel like a little bit of background is necessary for people that may be listening. We met, the same way me and Tom met, back on Flickr. I don't even know. I was going to go back and look up the actual... You know, I remember you sending me an email back in the hardcore street photography days saying, like, hey, we want to add you as an admin. Mm. And I was, it was, like, one of those first moments of, like, validation from being, like, going out and just shooting and sharing on Flickr, and all of a sudden this guy who's, like, the master <laughs> of hardcore Dude. street photography, he's, like... You know, asking me to be an admin. As sad and pathetic as that is, I'm not even it's sure, uh, not even sure I, I want any of this to be
0: mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty fucking serious. Yeah, so it, 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 so it, that's why I'm it. thinking about oh, oh right. shit, I've sworn already. Yeah. <laughs> have I totally destroyed the episode? <laughs> okay, anyway. But anyway, um, and from the top. Yeah, yeah going back, yeah. going back to the history. Um, that would have been around what 2006, maybe 2005, 2000, yeah, 2005, 2006. So. I had just moved um, to London from Australia and in a strange way, my desire to escape Australia was the fact that I could, I knew this because that was the narrative I told myself. If I stayed in Australia, I could see myself with a wife and two kids and two dogs and a mortgage in a house in the suburbs. And that existence did not appeal to me. And <laughs> Europe was this strange foreign concept mm-hmm. that needed to be explored. And if it was not explored then, it would never be explored. Because you see many Australians would spend like, you know, two years planning a two-month trip to, to, to Europe. They do that trip, then they come back, and then they <laughs> stay there. And that was not the life that I wanted to lead. And around the same time, I picked up a camera for the first time mm-hmm. because I'd never done anything creative. My background mm-hmm. is, um, computer science. So, so, uh, I was, I was an am a, a computer nerd. So I just got the inkling and itch that, you know, somehow a camera being essentially at that point, a computer <laughs> with a lens on it <laughs> <then laughs> would be the most accessible way to like do something that was not That didn't involve a keyboard you know little did i know that the amount of time i'd spend in photoshop (laughs) would would destroy that uh, (laughs) uh, theory but it was a case of coming to london and being at loose ends and saying okay let's try and jump into something and photography seemed to work um i was lucky that i quite quickly fell in with a couple of photographers both in the flesh and online and they helped make me realize what getting more serious was. So very, mm-hmm. I, I looking back it was quite strange, but I remember starting my first project, you know, that year and that, and that project was essentially going into work with my camera and photographing what I saw. And at that time I worked in a large investment bank and before the financial crisis, you would see a lot of strange things. Mm -hmm. And that was a combination of um, wandering around uh, in the streets in the financial district before, during and after work. Mm -hmm. And I guess later on, wandering around the offices at night where I perhaps Mm -hmm. shouldn't or should not have been (laughs) doing, but I did it and no one stopped Mm me. That was the, I don't know how I fell into Mm -hmm. a project so quickly at the start, but it always seemed to me that I needed some degree of structure. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it was doing that quest for structure or that quest to like see, you know, to push myself. um, I guess I stumbled across you, Brian, Mm -hmm. on on the internet. Mm -hmm. I I think for anyone who doesn't come from you know, uh, who doesn't get their arts education from a, f- f- from a formal background, you, you, you do whatever it takes to, you know, to pull yourself up mm-hmm. if you want to pull yourself up. And I think, as you mentioned before, it's like sometimes having a few people in a similar situation, the same level, you know, it's, it's, it's no different from, I guess, a photography collective where it oh, yeah. helps yank themselves to the next yeah. level, whatever that is.
2: Oh, absolutely. It was like, I, yeah, I remember getting, kicked into shape pretty, like, quickly. Raul Gadapin too, a good yeah. friend of both of ours, too. And Ben Roberts, like, right away pointing out, you know, starting looking at the Magnum guys in public mm. when we were in the street photography stuff and really, like, this is the stuff you need to be looking at. And that was kind of what I was looking for, was, like, that people that were seriously committed to this and knew what to look for rather mm. than simply just browsing through Flickr streams. And that mm. was, like, the biggest thing... For me, it's like you know, here are these guys that were, you know, a little bit more advanced in their education, and like could start pointing me in the right direction. From mm. there, I just like of I would course. devour anything I could. And I remember, so the the project you were talking about, you're still calling it, they called me a corporate whore, right? Yes, which, which, which,
0: which, which is because I remember we, we were having drinks there was with some friends. There was, I think there was a some Russian girls saying so. So she said, "So you're a corporate whore, right?" I said, "Yeah, I guess, uh, guess I am. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm cool with that. It's yeah. like, it's like, I guess I was lucky from the point of view, lucky or unlucky from the point of view that I never have any cool. I'm, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll always be the outsider dog. So I don't really care what, 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 what people call me. It's like, I mean." Um, I have enough chips on my shoulder that, 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 that I don't care about, you know, how people, how people perceive, perceive me anymore. I think, I, I I think, you know, when you start off knowing so little, you always, and and when you start off so relatively late, Mm -hmm. there's always, there's always something that, 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 you always say, "Man, I wish I got into this ten years earlier, or five years earlier, or, or whatever, whatever." But at the same time, you also realize it's that itch or that regret that at least drives me because you know, in my twenties, I watch TV, play computer games, <laughs> eat, do nothing. Now it's like you know you can't afford to waste that time because yeah, yeah, that yeah. time's been wasted. Yeah, yeah. So that's what everyone needs. Needs some needs something to beat them on the head to to to, to keep on going.
2: Yeah, and I think what I, what I, uh, kind of one of the things I took away from that project, and you were shooting. It's, I don't want to say classic black, but it's black and white, thirty-five and like oh with the Leica. Like, uh, you know, uh, you're mixing in the street photography, you're mixing in kind of the personal still life and those sort of things. So it's a, you know it's a documentary project, but what I really, maybe I'm looking back on it, or I don't know if I realize this, but really owning your reality and immersing yourself in your reality. You weren't going. At this point, outside of that, it was, like, here's what's closest to me. Here's what I'm looking at. And, like, that's what I'm going to make it about, you know. And, like, that was, you know, and that's – it seems, like, so simple. But, like, for a lot of photographers, it's really hard for them to really, like, do something that's very close to them that they – that I don't want to say that you know necessarily, but, like, that it's the reality you're immersed in, you know. And I think that was, like, that project you can kind of really see, like, he's really – He's on on these streets. He's in the, you know. This is where he's working. This is his life. You know.
0: I think around that, it's like as, as I said, it's like you know, um, you know, the aimless wandering thing doesn't do it for me. I need some kind of, I need something to hang to hang my hat on. Mm-hmm. But going back to you know, investing in that, it's like it was it was within my. Cons- I I had to make work, and I still have to make work mm-hmm. within my constraints. Mm-hmm. I don't have the luxury of. You know I didn't have the luxury, and I still don't have the luxury of like you know taking off like six months to Buenos mm-hmm. Aires or whatever mm-hmm. how can i how can I make work where I am? how can I make the best work within my circumstances and clearly you know if you were spending nine hours in a bank with you know an hour or an hour and a half lunch break or even mm-hmm. two hours lunch break you know till my boss chewed me out <laughs> uh, and then in summer, you had like maybe one or two hours in the morning and evening it's like that was the only time mm-hmm. i had to make work it's all about i mean this sounds so horribly unromantic and mechanical but it's all about carving out a block of time to make work mm-hmm. and finding finding the space to do that mm-hmm. because because as as people as you all know it's at the basic level, once you've got, once your eyes in shape, once 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 you know what you once you know what you're looking for, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And what what's interesting, I remember too, is like you were really known, the black and white, and it was like, this people are like, you got a lot of attention, like at least whatever in the online community or like the Flickr Street World. Not that that means anything, but like that was kind of he's a black and white guy. And then I remember, you know, I remember when you bought the Mamiya and you started moving to the medium format color and it's like hints going off and now he's doing this like (laughs) landscape. what is going on? Like he's giving up and it's like people I remember was like, what, I don't, we don't understand. He's going and doing this, this new new stuff. People people said that? Wow. Yeah, it was like, wow, (laughs) I could, it was like, but it was obviously like that's, you know, you know, you went full force into that. And it was like, I don't even remember at the point when you started this project after the fall or the different permutations that it's taken over the years. But it is, it seems like from that very start, you set out and I was like, I'm going to do this project and it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And this is what I'm committing myself to. And it has turned into like this literally almost like a decade long project. And it's what I've always been fascinated by with this project. And it's, you kind of hinted at it already talking about like carving out that time is like the discipline that you have with this project, how like you plan your trips, you plan your vacations, you plan out the meticulous like details of where you're gonna go. It's like I remember reading an interview with you somewhere where you're saying like the amount of research you do before you take one of these trips is like you know, you're planning out almost like precisely where you're going to go. So where, how did you evolve into like that level of discipline where you're like, you know, okay. Like, I know there's a lot to unpack there, but like, that's, I think to me, it's like that's always been one of the big things I admire the most about you is like that level of discipline, that level of planning, and then you follow through with it. And you followed through with it for, you know, nearly a decade now, you know? So there's a lot of
0: threads, but we'll start at the beginning. (laughs) And someone remind me if I drift off course. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Um, lot of questions. No, I know. Um, More of a comment. Yeah. I think you have to remember is that. At the point where I stopped shooting black and white and picked up the Mamiya, I've been taking photographs for two and a half years without any kind of formal education. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I will be halfway through a, a bachelor's degree in in, in 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 if if I was in school. Um, so why did I st- start in the beginning? Why did I stop? Well, I, I think I realized even towards the end of the banking project that it wasn't enough just to photograph people on the street doing stuff in poses. Mm -hmm. The more and more I thought about it, the more interesting things were the photographs inside the bank. And if I wanted to take that even further, I would have probably had had to go and find these people, follow them, hang out Mm -hmm. with them. I wasn't prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And in a strange way, you know, you start with black and white because you don't because because you don't know any better. Or at least I didn't know any better. <laughs> you it's 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 at one level it's it's simpler. Mm-hmm. And I remember quite clearly someone suggesting I can't remember who it was. You know, just just play around with with Um, with the Mamiya. um It may or may not trigger something. And I was playing around with it. All all all, all I knew is that I wanted to change. So, you know, that, that wonderful narrative you tell about me having an idea of <laughs> what I was doing, it's complete bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I was just thinking, because technically technically, I started this project in 2008. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel till 2000 and maybe the end of 2012 that I actually really had a beat on it. Mm-hmm. Um, because once again, it's like, um... First of all, it's good that you go into things without having a, without having a clear direction, mm-hmm. but perhaps if there was more formal thought as to what my goals were, I would probably m- maybe have not have wasted two or three years. <laughs> but it's fine. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 what it is. Um, so your question was, how did I evolve to?
2: Like that, that level of discipline, okay, so like where you because right. you plan out your trips and you're yeah. very kind of like specific and detailed about where you're going to yeah. go. You've been okay. to Taiwan, China, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. these okay. like All just right. that meticulous kind of research and discipline to yeah. yeah. you what you want to do. You know? Yeah. Uh, so,
0: so, so, I guess the very important thing about that is, and we talked about it earlier, is photography within constraints. And in a way, this project evolved through constraints mm-hmm. because. Once I realized that I liked to, f- to photograph certain kinds of landscapes, there was no way, given my circumstances, which you know I have and I have for the last since two thousand and eight worked a nine to five job, mm-hmm. I have always had to work within within the constraints of that, so I can't just say all right goodbye I'm, 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 I'm spending the, the next nine months in a particular place mm-hmm. it's harder because i I work in i t so you know when you're out. Of that zone you're out of that zone you don't you can't you can't you you, you can't take a three-year break and come back in it Mm -hmm. it, you're you're, you're damaged goods so how could I make work um, within the constraints of let's say a maximum vacation of three weeks at a time which is you know maybe outrageous to you Americans but is, is, is 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 well within the reams of possibility in, in, in the rest of the civilized world. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not as arrogant as I sound, dear listeners, trust me. Um, so it's a case of, I, I have six days or two weeks in a place. Mm-hmm. I've got to make every day count. Um, and it is trying to figure out, I guess like when you're fishing or hunting for big game, where's, where's, where's the best chance to potentially find something? Mm-hmm. I never, ever want to be, you know, the stereotypical, you know, rehearsed everything, took everything planned out, going out, knowing where I want to shoot, oh, sorry, knowing the exact photographs where that I want to take, that. Mm-hmm. that is not me at all, mm-hmm. but at the same time, given a limited amount of time, how can I make things work? So, you know, you pick things that are clustered around each other, you would pick things that, um, that you can get too easily, you pick things. You you, you know you 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 give yourself an idea of where to start and where to end. Mm-hmm. Um, you do things like okay, I'm always going to make sure that wherever possible, I'll fly out in the evening of a work day. So so I've that's one less vacation day. And then you fly out at night so you can shoot. Um, you can shoot um, before you fly out. Mm-hmm. And if you do that for five trips in a year, that's 10 more days of, of work, which mm-hmm. is, not, is not a lot in any shape, shape of the imagination, but you're, just, you're fighting for time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there, you know, when I'm out, you know, I, I, was, out in, what, I was out in Japan this year, what, th- three weeks, every day, um, eight to 10 hours shooting only because I am constantly aware that That's what i've got Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i people always say the grass is always greener on on the other side and i and i just look at all these people who've you know who've got you know a fellowship for a year Mm -hmm. to do stuff and i don't have that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so so for me i guess the specific answer to your your point was all this evolved to the point of giving myself a best shot Mm -hmm. to make as much work as possible Mm -hmm. so that do all the planning now, so that when I get onto the ground, I can be a spontaneous, mm-hmm. with enough time to, to make the mistakes then, right. as, opposed to, right. as opposed to, as opposed to, as opposed to prep. Mm-hmm. Because the, because the thing is, I can spend a lot of time prepping because mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. come up from work and I prep. Yeah. But when I when I'm on the in the field, I have to make work. Right. I can't start at at 11 a.m. And, and finish at four. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just have to you just have to do the best you can and essentially balance that rigid discipline, that rigid prep with you know the creative freedom when you're actually
2: on in out the field there, yeah. making work. So thematically, like after the fall, I remember and again, it when it's evolved over the years, but I remember kind of specifically when you started wanting to explore those areas where the city starts to yeah. kind of like bleed into like no man's land or yeah. into nature, like those like peripheral yeah. areas is really it seems to be like your bread and butter, the places that you want to put yourself. And like I haven't shot in those places. But in my mind, it's like those is it's gotta be frustrating areas to put yourself in because there's gotta be a lot of dead ends. And there's gotta be a lot of like, you know, missteps and going in the wrong directions and like just not knowing what's there. But you again, like the analogy of the big game hunting is like you're looking for that kind of like like that pinnacle moment or something. So how at what point were you like th- these are the areas that I want to be in. This is like outside of here is like where I feel mm. something really interesting is happening. It's even worse than that because <laughs> because
0: if I was smarter, I'd have realized that there are 8 million photographers working in those zones as well. Mm. So 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 not only are those zones are, the, are those zones challenging, but this is, you know, this is as common a subject as hunger in Africa and it's like it's like right. everyone's working in this space right so so there are at least two challenges how to find these locations and how and how on earth do you try and own these things without mm. essentially looking like everyone else everyone else mm-hmm. and, and 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 so we'll we'll talk about the latter later but, the, mm. but but the former is this it's like for me it was a quite straightforward process of like you know I started wandering very close from home. You know, um, I, I I haven't always lived in London for the last ten years. So I would start by you know short walks, and then like most things, it's like you ease yourself into things. You after a while, you can see on a map what could look interesting. You know, um, you don't want you don't want manicured suburbs. You don't want you don't want um, forests. Mm-hmm. You want factories low density industrial zones wasteland, scrub mm-hmm. ports you can see it you, you can read all of that in Google Maps quite mm-hmm. easily and over the years that graduated from you know something 30 minutes walk from home to okay I'm gonna go um, fly for 12 hours and then take a train and you know it
2: it it, 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 it escalated through. very yeah, quickly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I can see that I mean and that's I mean, like when I, when I started, you know, obviously I, I feel like I've mostly always been a, a neighborhood photographer, mm-hmm. like all well, my back door and like, you know, that's kind of been my beat. And really like with the, the Long Island stuff is the first time I kind of like, I think felt stretched myself where I'm just going to throw myself into this place, get off. And I don't know where I am. Not quite as like meticulous where I'm going as you, but like once I started developing that routine to me, something triggered just like deep inside my brain where like once I got off that train Mm. and I don't, I I read a lot of physics. I'm not saying I know a lot about physics or anything, but to me like getting off the train and after that hours of preparation or like thinking about it for weeks and weeks and getting onto the ground and taking the camera out, to me like that's the closest approximation for me of like entering a different dimension than like I think it's humanly possible. Something happens, to my consciousness or to my perception, that like it just kicks into like this different thing. It's like you become a different being, I understand. and like in like you feel like that kind of same thing where it's all of a sudden you're in, you're just like I don't want to say like the twilight zone, but you're in like a different reality and you know it, and you become have this hunger to just like go out into it. You know, I think
0: you know obviously with a caveat that. Neither you or I, are what I would consider to be you know risk taking alpha male. <laughs> right, like, oh right, yeah, you know right. I, I'm off to Syria to hang out with 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 exactly. with, with with Assad's troops. It's like I'm not that kind of guy. No, I'm a I'm nice a, scarf. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. you you, should, you, should, you, should, you, should, you should see my beard. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know I'm a soft wussy city boy. I'm, and worse than that i'm a, i'm an asian nerd so 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 i'm there's no manly to me at all, mm-hmm. but within those constraints it's like you're absolutely right it's like it's like you're you flip into a mode where here is the unknown and I'm now in work mode i have got to make something, and for me the best days have always mm-hmm. been the first you know it it, it it's kind of like it's kind of like before first date, where you're nervous, you've no, you know, you're, you're, you have no idea whether this is going to turn out well or not. Mm-hmm. All you know is, is that here is sometimes literally an undiscovered country, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and sometimes quite literally you have to roll out and make work. I remember, you know, one particular trip. You know, I, I took I took the ferry from from England to France. I was traveling with my bicycle, with my camera strapped on onto me, and literally, you know. It was four a.m. The gangplank dropped, and into me was, and, and right in front of me was the darkness of France. And then, <laughs> it's like literally, you're off the boat, gotta make work, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and there's no, there's no turning back. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. But I think it's flipping your head into all right. The time for getting there and fucking around is over. Now is the time to attempt <laughs> to do something creative.
2: Yeah, yeah and I, I don't. And I've been thinking about this a lot, and walking comes up. It's a regular theme. It's an age-old sure. age old theme in photography. But, like, it is something to me, like, in those whatever three, four hours that I'm in in that oh. space, to me, it's just, like, this is – there's, this like, that bliss, too. There's also the euphoria of it, yep. too, of, like, of the walk, of the mission or whatever it is. maybe – I think you bring up an interesting point of maybe there is something of, like – aspiring to being, like, that soldier or, like, that person on a mission. I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's it has to be, like, an age-old, like, human thing of, like, wanting to just get off the path and explore and go. And, like, when I'm in those moments, you're right. It's like you get those, you wonder, like, where's the photograph? Am I going to see anything? I can't. What am I going to see? And then you see the first picture. And, like, you know, it's like, okay, I can get into it. And like that's like that moment to me. It's like I could just like whatever whatever goes on. It's like if I can do that and give me those three mo- three hours of just out and doing that, like I'll be fine. You know you're, what you're, I mean.
0: You're you're addressing you're addressing at one level that old primitive hunter gatherer uh, um, aspect to you because it, because it, because, it, because it's absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, fortunately we aren't doing this to feed ourselves because although God knows it'd be great for us for both of us to like you know earn all our coin from our photographs um, <laughs> right, right, right. but we're trying to feed something mm-hmm. and and there is that frustration but also you know you're in a unknown place you need to go from A to B you hopefully don't know what, what's mm-hmm. around you um, the mystery of the unknown and what you get out of it that's that's part of the rush mm-hmm. and I think as you're finding you know um, despite the fear or perhaps because, or perhaps because of it mm-hmm. That's what makes it makes it makes it so enjoyable. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have done what I've done for so long if I didn't enjoy myself. I right. mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you, it doesn't happen every day, but there are literally moments where it's like ten seconds or thirty seconds or five minutes of absolute perfection, and it just looks like a freaking music video. And I say, <laughs> man, this is so cool, and yeah. no one else needs to know about this other yeah. than me. And it doesn't even doesn't doesn't even make a good photograph, but. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. I experienced this. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And for someone who's curious about the world, um, that's a great feeling. Yeah. Because once again, I'm not an outdoors guy. I'm 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 I'm, right. I'm a soft urbanite. Right, right,
2: right. Yeah. So I mean, I want to go because I mean, obviously the, the book and the project is very serious, and you, it's something you you are going to like. You're going to complete, and you want to make like you really. I you know, I go back and forth a lot of times when I'm talking to friends about photography between the epic like the epic book and like this is like the big thing, and a lot of a lot of people will do like the fast, quick kind of books projects, and they'll crank them all and they're both the volume and the concept and these sort of things, but you really are this is like maybe this is too I don't know, severe of a term, but like the magnum opus this is does this feel like your thing that you're gonna be like? Known for like that you this is what you what you, you like you've always been building up to do and like what is kind of like the end game on this you want to make the book you want to like okay are you taking it out to publishers what do you how do, how does this whole thing end with this project
0: I think the dangerous thing is that of course it could never end which is which <laughs> which is bad for everyone especially me sure. but I think going back to your point why did it, why did it take so long I think first of all I've always admired you know the real meaty projects. Mm-hmm yeah you know, to me it took at least you know four or five years you know there are a few photographers who are great at cranking out a project a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think only a few of those projects will actually mean anything <laughs> right. In, right. in 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 a few years' time right. you know it's like when i was when I was you know informing informing myself you know I would just like crank open you know stonefels. American prospects. So you see, you know, the date stamps across those photographs and that's mm-hmm. five or six years worth of work. So in my head at the start, I said, all right, this is not going to be a one or two year thing. And clearly over the time that I got into this project, I was going in green, mm-hmm. I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I walked down a lot of dead paths, but at some point, maybe three or four years in, which probably would have been less if I actually knew what, knew what I was doing, things began to click. And I said, all right, now I'm rolling, and now it's working. And at that point I said, it's rolling, it's working, let's see it through to its end, because there is no guarantee at the end of this that you have anything else left. You know, like there's so many great bands who've had one amazing album and vanished. This could be my only album. It's It's, it's kind of arrogant to think that yeah, no worries, man. It's like, you know, the next one will be even better. It's like, this could be it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the fact that I was working a full-time job always meant that I never enough time to like mm-hmm. work on it as much as I liked. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that would have loved to wrap this up, you know, three years earlier. But, as I said, I, did, I didn't really figure this out mm-hmm. till, 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 till right, three right, years right, ago, right. or at least it, 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 I never developed the confidence in myself that this was the right thing to do till three years ago. I was still trying to figure out what this all meant. I was still struggling with the how do I differentiate myself from the eight million other photographers mm-hmm. photographing the wastelands? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I found the answer. Uh, at least I found a justification in my head. But in answer to your endgame, game, it's got to be a book because mm-hmm. there's so much work that it it, it won't fit in, 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 in any other way. But I didn't know from a fact that right, right at the start that I was a book guy, mm-hmm. at least for this project. Yeah, absolutely. So, so where I am now, it's like, if I can stop myself from shooting new work, I'm at the stage now where I'm trying to make some layouts and then I need to try and find some... Some ways in with publishers.
2: Yeah, I mean, but you've already had this, I mean, people know it. I mean, I can't even like I know the lens blog, it's been in the lens blog. Was there a magenta thing? I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's kinda like I know there's, you know, it's been circulating for a while and people know it and you're like pretty deeply connected into the London photo book community and like those sort of things. So like you know what I mean, you're not you're not some unknown person coming into into the network or into the community. It's like people are aware of this project. So how do you navigate your way around that because obviously there's a million, I don't want to say a million, but there's a lot of photographers with like their projects and publishers are doing these, you know, they, a lot of stuff to be published. So yeah. how do you, how do you navigate that part of it as well too? Cause a lot of it is, I don't want to say it, it is networking yeah. and politics and schmoozing right. and these yeah. sort of things. And like, that's kind of how things get made. And you know, you live in London, some might say London is kind of the capital of photography these days us in New York, yeah. we might have a, a different, a differing opinion. But never been, <laughs> yeah. But from what I hear, there's a lot going on in London. It's like, so how do you? I mean, are you working those things? Are you are you doing? Or are you just kind of like feel that it's you're gonna let the work speak and whatever happens happens.
0: I clearly cannot be naive about this, mm-hmm. but I clearly will never be the kind of person that will be carrying my my portfolio around to every event and shoving into, into <laughs> people's noses. Right. I think. Like many people, I'm a better photographer than I am a networker. I think I have a few people that I want to talk to and hopefully they can give me ideas. But I'll be, I'll be frank and say, you know, that's the part that, that scares me. I know how to take, take, take photos now, or at least I tell myself that I mm-hmm. do. Um, um, it's, the, it's the other thing that's scary and more unknown, but I'll have to do it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like, how do I differentiate myself? Well. <laughs> naively I'll think look hopefully the photographs and the layout and the sequencing will be, mm-hmm. will be good enough um, and if not hey that's cool um, right. um, um c'est la vie what's another point to, to, to no one, well, I, one, I, one, I mean one. I guess to follow up yeah. on that
2: is like do you I think it's interesting that because you are a photo book guy and like it's something where you're going to present a book dummy where you're going to have the book dummy together and you're going to show the people that here's how I want it sequenced do you want that like high level of control of like, yes, this is the sequencing. This is kind of how I envision it as a book. Or are you gonna be open to a publisher being like, I see what you're going for here, but show me like the whole mess of photographs and we'll go from there. Like, I think that's something interesting because you've owned this for so long and you have something in your head that you want to put out and express. But when you get into that situation where we the publisher and editor, like you get into that collaborative space, that creative collaborative space. like. Is this something where you're going to be open to that or you're going to be like, hold steady, like, this is my vision?
0: In a strange way, the longer I've done this, the less precious I've become about the work, mm-hmm. provided that the collaborator isn't a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. which of, of course, he won't be. Yeah. Then, 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 then. Funnily enough, mm-hmm. I used to be precious about the work. I'm not anymore. It's like it's it's just material. It's, what happened? It, 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 Was
1: there an event that changed your way of thinking about that? What I
0: realized is that I have so many photographs now that I don't have to care about losing one or two. Right. A few. Mm. A few. A few. Uh, uh, last month, you know, I, I got everything that I had printed out mm. on, you know, postcard size prints because, you know, mm. these standard operating procedures, like, yeah, look at all the stuff on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. Trouble is it's like, you know, I live in a relatively large one-bedroom apartment in London and every bit of floor space, all the tables, all the beds, the uh, the entrance, the bathroom, they were all covered with prints. <laughs> and, and there was there was still prints in my hand yeah. and and there was no, there's literally no place to walk. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, there's a lot of work here. Now, most of it is quite obviously crap, mm-hmm. but I have in a strange, screwed up way, a personal archive mm-hmm. that I can now afford to be slightly more relaxed with as long as, you know, I w- and I'm totally aware of the fact that I look forward to collaborating mm-hmm. with other people because because I c- I know what I can do and I know, I know what, what I can't do. Mm. So So I'm not that, I'm, I'm open to a lot of things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I think that's like a perfect segue. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to go and, and we're going to, we've talked about like building up to making the books. Now we're going to bring in a few books that I know, I know they say this every time, but you're excited about I'm excited about. And I think we'll, Me too. we'll, we'll kind of see like on the flip side of like how the book can be executed. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts and let move back in a second.
0: and a river and um, apartment blocks and here's a Chinaman in, in the distance right. and there's a haze and I could take the photograph mm-hmm. but I'm not going to because everyone else everyone else take, takes that but photograph. But
2: what about working a scene? Because I think this is something... Uh, do you see the picture, make the picture or do you get to the spot and then like... I'm going to take four or five pictures here. Is it like one and done because like to me I've come to the point on like at least on the landscape stuff it's like I see it and I like fudge the lines and like that's it like if I read if I take like two or three pictures it's because like oh shit I'm like focus is messed up from something I'm like worried about it or like maybe I'm way off on the exposure even though like shooting a negative film I'm like mm. you know how far off can you be really <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know but like do you do You yeah. work the scene, or are you just like bam, pictures there. Year, you go.
0: Years ago, it was one and done. Mm. Now I work the scene because yeah. I don't trust myself in the field to make the right decision, nor shall I have to. Mm. So clearly, I don't shoot fifty exposures, but I'll give myself five or six options at varying distances, and then because the way I see it, go home, look mm. at Lightroom, see when, see one, see, see which one works. You aren't mm. shooting. I'm not shooting sheet film. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Right, right. More to the point. It's you know. It's it's giving yourself enough rope, but not, but mm. but not, but not too much rope. So do you
2: normally. So you move in. So I think that's another big thing. At least on landscape is like how much. Correct. Foreground yeah. and like yeah, so, it's exactly. like in and out how and mu- like going and how how like much, what? How much? How much space do
0: I give it? The, yeah. the, does it look better tight or not? Tight, right? And, right, and right. I'm not going to make that decision in the field unless I have to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and here's a good tip. It's like sometimes, you know, I work the scene and I literally walk away and come back from a different angle. So I say start right. again, and, yeah, right. and would I and do I end up choosing this, you know, the same spot or do I do I you know right. or do I do I find something else? See, I
2: find that most like when I'm in my neighborhood and, and I it. end up walking or I come back around on some different way and I'm like yeah. oh shit, I see that in a different like, way. But like I think that, yeah, it's interesting. The best the best hint I, the best advice I always got was like always
0: look behind you. Because yeah. you always you're always so focused yeah, yeah, yeah. on what's ahead, you forget that there's an amazing V behind you if you just bother to like But it was actually it you I...
2: that taught me about the edges. Right. Like it's not what's in the middle, like you gotta look at the edges. I remember I don't right, remember right, I don't know right. where that was, right. but it was like it's not and it that, was it was one of like yeah, the, him him would have these essays in especially like later on in the mm-hmm. hardcore street when you weren't talking much. Mm. When he would come and he would just basically write an essay and he would like gather all this stuff. And like one of it was this like understanding the edges. And that was something yeah. I always remember. It's yeah. like it's not like what's dead in the center, it's like everything that you put the around. Sacred it. frame. Yeah. It's right. it's
0: it's 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 also trying to figure out what your compositional approach mm-hmm. you know, what how you know, what's special about the way you make your photographs. Mm-hmm. You know, like you look at all this landscape blogs, you know, with all these photographs, medium format, stuff on the edges. And for most of them, it's like, because of the way I see things, all of them are just nothing photographs. Mm. There's nothing in the photograph that I, I give a shit about. There's nothing that, that's overly well composed. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a pile of stuff and it's vaguely interesting. Um, that may sound very ignorant or, or, or arrogant, but I, I'll give you a examples. It's like, you know, for years, I never gave a shit about Ansel Adams because, you know, it's like, not because of him, but because of all of all the right. stupid white men who followed him, taking those those photographs. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but yeah. years ago, there was finally a big exhibition of his work in London. I went there and I said, "All right, now I get it." Because the guy has an eye and he knows mm-hmm. how to compose, mm-hmm. and there was an energy and dynamism to his compositions that mm-hmm. were you know defiled by by his followers. Mm-hmm. But the, but the key is, you know, it's like. How do you make a well-composed, interesting photograph? Mm. There was there, there was some, maybe one of your friends, some snotty remark <laughs> someone, someone made about yeah, it's very easy to make interesting photograph. It, 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 it's 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 how it, it's how you arrange the work together. That's a hard bit to which mm. I to which I looked at looked at the working website and said, dude, it's like, well, first of all, your photographs are boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make more interesting photographs because yeah, because yeah, yeah. they they aren't they are interesting, interesting enough to me. You know, to me, it's like. What can you aspire to? But right? that's And I think yeah. that's so
2: there's two kind of like threads yeah. here. You're talking with. It's very interesting. It's like, yeah. one, I love tropes. Yeah. I think like playing with like a standard trope is very mm. interesting. Mm. So like I like making tropey photographs. Yeah. Like, I mean, even though I'll sit there and know like this is the most basic photograph yeah. I can make, like I'll make it because I'm like you're, you're progressing in this trope. Mm. But you're troping. You're troping. Mm. Whatever it yeah. is. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. But there is also like. The, the bigger thread, too, is – and I think this is what is – there's a lot of fight for this, too, is that, like, some photographs are better. And even though there are a trillion of them being yeah. made, yeah. composition and yeah. photograph is, like, it's a better photograph. Yeah. And, like, you can say, like, no photographs matter. It's all, like, the concept in the book. And I'm like, oh. bullshit. Yeah. Because if you talk to people yeah. that like photographs yeah, and that a, like looking like at photographs. photographs it's about the photograph yeah, exactly. and like that won't go away that's right it won't go away because there's going to be people that like photographs it's you know the, it's the best yeah. the again tom i know every time you say this but like i'm excited about these books i don't care what anyone says i think it's good group of books and so what happened is that we started emailing and i knew you were coming and it's like you told me the one book like if you have this book, we're going to talk about it. And if you don't, we're going to talk about it anyways. And I was at the New York Art Book Fair, mm. and I was at the Mac table, and I bought Ron Jude's Lago. Yeah. And I bought it, and it was fine. I walked around, and I went and, like, looked at the other tables, and I came back to the Mac book, and sitting on the table was, like, the last cosmology. And I was mm. like, oh, shit. He didn't told me pick up that book. And I opened it up, like, right away, and I started paging through, and I was like... I'm gonna have to buy another book. <laughs> like, yeah. I gave the girl my credit card again, and I was like, I, "I'm like, I have to have this book." And I was, I was excited now that we get to discuss it. And paging through it, you know, it is, it just sings as like a Japanese photo book. However, anyone wants to interpret that, it's like this Japanese black and white. But what really hit me is like, I had this expectation, even paging through the first couple of pages, like. I know where this is going, right? Yeah. But, but you, you don't. keep going. But you keep going. And it's like, okay, even though I know where this could be going, it's like these photographs, every single one is like, these are amazing. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't like kind of like the this a lot of times Japanese photography, like especially black and white, just throw in a bunch of photos and it'll be like this overwhelming kind of thing. And it's like, these are everyone every photograph is like a a photograph.
0: There's a little and killer, like, very little filler.
2: Right, exactly, <laughs> so like and it goes through and it hits a lot of these like like tropes that you find in that kind of like dark black and white metaphysical universe, like being out at night that he hits it, but he just it's like a very tight composition of the entire photo book, so I wanted to add, that's just my first interpretation yeah. but why were you so gung-ho about like discussing this book?
0: Leaving aside the fact that the images are great and the fact that it, you know, it treads a very fine balancing act, which it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that there is a lot of killer and very little filler, you know, one thing that did, and that the other thing that did appeal to me was the fact that, Hey, look, this guy spent, I think it was at least 20 years making this work. So the, mm-hmm. the these photograph, uh, photographs, I think date from the eighties to well, start this, um, start of, of the noughties, I think. So to me, it was just a case of like, here's someone who spent a lot of time doing stuff. And as you said, it's like everything has its place almost. And like you say, it's open-ended enough to let you breathe, Mm -hmm. um, to let you think about what this is. He's not ramming anything down your throat. I mean, clearly you can read about the interviews where he talks about this is... um, a metaphor for change um, over the part, you know, over, the, I think, the end of this, uh, the Showa Emperor when uh, Emperor Hirohiro died, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you don't even need to know any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess beautiful photographs, open-ended, no obvious, no obvious major conceit beyond the moon and the fact that the man spent a lot of time on this, which of course is always wearing away on me because I'm right. spending far too long finishing my project, <laughs> right, you right. know, but, but you, you can see, I think looking at this work, you can see the man spent a lot of time on this. And I was having a discussion, you know, a few months ago with some friends in London and saying, it's like, you know, maybe sometimes in this day and age, you know, the slow work gets devalued or or, 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 mm-hmm. or, or or forgotten, but but when it comes out, it comes out. You know, for example, it's like um, I was thinking, man, you know, Amy Stein's been working on 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 her project for a while now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm um, stranded. Mm-hmm. If and when that comes out, hopefully soon, it's gonna be amazing mm-hmm. because she'll have like five, seven, however long it is, years of of, of images to make a choice from. Mm-hmm. You know um so to me the uh, leaving us as, leaving aside the aesthetic appeal the investment in time was
2: you know um something With that connected th- to me it's also just the inky black and white of course i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true it's true it just is true yeah. i don't care i don't know man like i when i first picked up photography whatever it was is like i just I remembered like the first Jim Jarmusch movies or whatever I saw in black, the things I saw in black and white, where I was just like, that's something about that aesthetic and trying to to do it. And like, I like a lot of the the very same kind of like common scenes, like street scenes. You could feel like he's walking out there and he made the picture, but somehow that picture is more exceptional. Like, the moon stuff, you know, the moon stuff is really the... It, that's what passes me over. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I guess, you know, I can see that. But, like, I think it's really the, the spaces in between. It it's, works. It's great. It yeah. works. It yeah. just does. And you kind of... It's always a good photo book when you know... When you put it down, and then, like, a couple days later, it's like, hey, can't specifically remember one photograph. But then you go back through, and it's like, and oh, you yeah. you can, and yeah. yeah, you always get it, and, like, it has that nice rhythm. Like, the rhythm in a photo book is... Like that's the damn, that's the whole thing. Exactly. It's like how the how you go through it. You know? How
0: you pace through it. And, yeah. and I know sometimes there's a danger of overthinking or underthinking. And I always have to try, you know, I, we could go into a lot of detail about this stuff, mm. but, you know, let's just let it hang in the air because with something like this, you don't need to talk too much about it. Just mm-hmm. say, just look at the work. And if you understand the language, it makes sense. Well, it's a...
2: V- obviously that you know, stayed obvious it's yeah. a visual language yeah. right exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. everyone knows and like i you know a lot of times i have problems editing i can go through and i can see the sequence of pictures or whatever and what helped me a lot was using lightroom to actually try to like pair photographs together and mm. mm. like hit a stumbling block it's like just start putting the stuff together and putting it into some type of spreads and then like something I'll get there because you put two photographs together and they change it changes mm. the the equation changes you know mm. and i always you know i think that's for me a big part of the reason why i think people even if you don't plan on publishing the book or whatever is like take the work and at least try to think of it in terms of a book it could be something you just keep for yourself, but sequence the photos. Look at them differently. Of course. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Like, you can't, because otherwise you, anyone can just have this mess of photographs. Like you, but like to, to try to sequence it, like, that forces your brain to, th- like, move in a different direction. And it gets,
0: it gets even harder than that, because someone said, Hin, why the hell is your book taking so long? And I said, dude, if, if all it was was just sequencing a bunch of, Forty single images together. Do you think I wouldn't be done by now? But but, <laughs> right, but right. it gets even harder than that because yeah. because then you ask yourself, what is the value of a single image versus mm-hmm. multiple images, right. and, and 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 how much weight do you give to one or the other? And then you, if you wanted to, di- disappear down a rabbit hole of yeah, perhaps your own making. Your <laughs> <Right, laughs> Relationship
1: right. with the pictures is constantly changing. And yeah. at what point do you say? Hey, stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. And and then between that, you know, I've like. Meetings to go to, people visiting, and suddenly it's been three months and I've done nothing. And and, and it's, I don't know, th- this stuff, I think one piece of advice that, that, that someone gave me is that this stuff can't be rushed and right. it has to be left and come back and, and, and return to on a regular basis.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of like wonder, it's like, could I lock myself in a room for like six weeks yeah. and just put the photos up there and see what yeah. I come up, up with? But uh, might come out a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I don't, I think, I, no, I honestly think yeah. like after even an hour and a half or something, you would just hit like a plateau where it's like, whatever, or, I got to leave it, yeah. I got to leave it alone. You yeah. Know?
0: Or, yeah. Or, or, or conversely, maybe the best thing to do is to say, all right, d- all right you have two hours, give me an edit, the end. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, yes. you know that, that could yeah. be the best. Everything best, else best you gotta to, burn. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, like, it's, like, it's like some
2: horrible Sophie's choice of like, you know, <laughs> right, make a right, choice right. and the rest right. die. So, well, speaking of somebody who's I think is I don't, a master editor, very meticulous about it and like does it in a way that I aspire to, at least, is Ron Jude. And Ron Jude, um, I've... The first book I got of his was um Lick Creek Line, which is an amazing book. I it was like I wrote a review of it and I I, I told Ron Jude in the review, I was like, Fuck off Ron Jude. <laughs> 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 you pissed me off so much. Like you bastard. And like so I went to the New York book fair and Ron Jude was at his table, um, for his, um jump whatever his book uh, publishing company is. And, like, I bought Lago because I was looking for it. I was at the MacBook. And I went, and he was sitting there. I was like, I had, like, Ron, please sign it. He's like, well, I hope you like it, or at least don't tell me to fuck <laughs> off this <next laughs> time. And, like, I have to say, fuck you, Ron Jude. Again. <laughs> because, again, this book is a bastard. And this book is, like, one of my favorites that I've seen recently just because there's... There's no he doesn't put any context in it, and you have this opening image of like the town, which is great in the distance, which is just it's perfect. It's cinematic, like bringing you into this place, and it's just it's about the photographs and the sequence and the pacing and the subtlety. You know what I mean? He doesn't. There's nothing. He he's not. I don't know. There's just there's just that effortless to it. You kind of like yeah. go through it through the book, and you're again. It's one of those books where it's like I can't completely remember every photograph, and then you keep you go through it again. And it's like I don't know. The, to me, like he the, he's for some some reason he can make like the whole mass of photographs equal that full book without
0: it. That's that's that that's exactly what someone said when I showed when when we looked through this book for the first time. And as as not as not to say that there are photographs here that are not memorable because there there certainly are. Definitely. But it fits like a glove. And what's interesting is you know beyond the amazing Californian light is, I guess, the visual language that is used or the different. Types of language they use and the pacing and the structure, which you know, to people on the podcast <laughs> means absolutely nothing because you are you are, you are looking through it as yeah, we're lo- as right, we're looking right. through it, um, and once again, it's like a language that either you get or you don't get or you reject. But if you get it and you accept it, it it works.
2: And he, so the, you know, the narrative he's he's obviously not shying away from like the outsider coming into this town, mm. or, like it's set up from the very beginning. Mm he's coming into this town and he's looking what what is here. So he doesn't shy away from that, that yeah. he is the outsider coming in and he doesn't, you know, he is the guy wandering around this deserted town, but he doesn't, he never gives you, like, any sense that there's, like, something, like, alive here. I don't know, but other than those few... Hmm there's like one or two images where it's like, okay, maybe something is surviving in this mm. place. A tarantula. Mm. Yeah. A tarantula, but there's yeah. the, or the kid right at the beginning. It's like he makes those, those human photographs of where the human presence is still there, like so impactful. It's like there's only like, I, I believe there's only like two people in the entire book, right? Mm. Or is it just one? I know there's the kid at the very beginning. I don't know, do we, yeah, so we have the kid hanging on the fence, like, in, in one of the first pages, so we know somebody is there, and then I think the other important photograph in this, and I hope we took it, is, like, the DVD of the gay porn, mm-hmm. you know, which is, like, a very shocking kind of, like, juxtaposition into it, you know, you're in, you know, some place that has a history, you know, and with great light, and with great light, right, you know, and I.
0: And just how it ends too with you know this is you know the ending photograph is something mm-hmm. that always sticks in my head because um,
2: um, because it, it's a window yeah it's like that yeah. the sunlight going directly into the window yeah, but I think when I think of Ron Judy, obviously you know Gregory Helper and a comes to mind too and like this very minimal I don't want it I don't know if I want to classify it as minimalism, but I do feel it is like this very sparse you know it Language. is about a place. Yeah but it's not you know it's not like he it's not like strict social documentary where he's going to tell you about these people or whatever it is it's still about that ambiguous kind of sense of
0: what i struggle with this book is that i'm not intelligent enough to Succinctly tell you why it's good,
1: other than, <laughs> right, other
0: right. than the fact that I can tell you yeah. it is good. Yeah. The paper's nice. The photographs.
2: The, the well, photographs have you heard me struggle with it for like the last <laughs> couple of minutes of like mumbling around and trying to like articulate it and like not coming? There. I mean, <laughs> this is why <what> we say <laughs> "fuck you, Ron you know. <laughs> you know. I,
0: I have some very intelligent friends who I'm sure could spin this into like two sentences, but right. I am just a mere mortal with a science degree, right. so this is this is beyond me. But.
2: Other than just like, I love like paging through it. Like the other night I was, I was going and I was doing something in Lightroom and I was trying to sequence it. I was like, I'm going to turn the lights on. Right. (laughs) Like, cause you do Lightroom with the lights on. Right. (laughs) Turn the lights on. Of course you do. Right. Like (laughs) you turn the lights on. I was like, I'm going to look through Lago and I just paged through and I was like, Oh shit. All of a sudden it's like, "Ah, it just felt good again. It's like, you don't have to be so severe with what you're doing. Like let, the poetry or whatever it is come through. You know? Let it
0: go. Stop fighting, Brian. But, w- <laughs> right. but one thing I will tell you is like, it's like one thing I have learned is that it's quite a lot of joy to be had about like sitting opposite someone and watching them leave through a book and you're looking at, at the pictures upside down oh, and yeah, you realize yeah, yeah. it still works. Yeah. right. And actually, what I found is that I often have friends come over and to look at some of my books. And what I actually really enjoy is just like watching them across the table looking at books and looking at my book upside down and it's. In a strange way, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it,
1: it it's like composing a four by five yeah, frame. Yeah, anyway.
0: exactly. And 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 as a strange but very pleasurable experience to watching someone else look through a book that mm-hmm. you really like. It forces you to like reassess why you like it or reminds you why <laughs> yeah. why 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 you like it. There there is a strange satisfaction of just I guess like, you know, in YouTube,
2: people pay money to watch people just play video, play games. video games. It's like, mm-hmm. there is, yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, this is why we do the podcast, right? We con people to bring photo books to us and like <laughs> <laughs> look through them, you know? You know tricksters. How, yeah, exactly. This is the big, you know, who cares about the conversation? I want to know
1: problem. how other people think about photography. But
0: but but, 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 that, but that's the most important thing because, because how else do we learn or develop? It's like, I know for a fact that if I didn't surround myself mm. with people who were better and smarter than me, that I would still be, you know, in my little hole right. doing whatever. It's like people had, I, people had to like indirectly show me, wow, okay, this is what a real photographer mm-hmm. does. This is how much, this is how serious they are for me to realize, oh,
2: okay, all right. I think like the, the, the thing that frustrates me a lot is that my hat. you can do that and you can see, what I love, specifically about a photo book is I can, right, I haven't seen logo. Mm. You put it in front of me, Three minutes later, I've seen the book, and all of a sudden, I have all that information in my head, and it com- can completely change the way I look at my work, I look at photography or whatever, and you, can, you can't you can do that with a novel. It takes, yeah. how long does it take to read a 700-page novel? Exactly. Maybe, or like a, an hour and a half long movie, you could watch it, yeah. or like a TV series, it might take you seven seasons. Yeah. Photo book, This he, he worked on this book for years, like seven years, like, and I can digest this in Three four minutes and like bam you get it. Exactly. It's like one of those dynamics with photo books that's really frustrating. As like photographers, <laughs> like you work and you paint and like I go and look through it in like three minutes and it's like oh yeah I get it. Yeah. And you're like man. It's almost worse with film.
1: What do you mean? Like you spend Sim. years working on something and someone will watch it once.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I don't know. With more de, we, with yeah. more dependencies yeah, with more and, and yeah. that's yeah. great, but. It's worse if they if they look through eight years of work and they say I hate this crap. Well,
2: that was my life for the Yeah, yeah, it's a pain. It must be a painful thing at like the book fair because you go to the book fair and you're kind of like, like, oh, nope, that's it. Yeah. Like you see yeah. like three or four pages, like uh-huh. ah, I don't need Ooh. to see that. And they're like, oh, the publisher is kind of like, we're so passionate about
0: this. And that goes back to I think we, at the start yeah. we were saying you know why are we doing all of this? It's like I would hope that, you know, if anyone looked through your work and, well, as long as the work meant something to you, that's, that, that's gotta be the first thing. Otherwise it's like, most of us will just deal with failure and rejection. <laughs>
2: Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the, uh, the book you brought is Colors, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. I'll pronounce it. Yoshinori Mitsutani. Yoshinori
0: Mizutani. Mizutani. And he, I think he broke out last year because I think he was part, he was selected as part of the film talent mm-hmm. and he made a project about Tokyo parrots where he shot. Oh
2: yes. I a, follow this guy on Tumblr. Like yeah. he has the crazy Tumblr, right?
0: I don't know what. Tumblr, oh yes. But, he does but, have a crazy, yeah, yeah, like, okay.
2: so he'll go silent for weeks yeah. and then like his Tumblr will be like 20 pictures of like the same, like, like trope or motif okay. or like, lines or whatever. This is that guy. Wow. This, this is, this is,
0: this is, the Tokyo parrots guy. And, uh-huh. and you know, I, I, I really like Tokyo parrots and I really like mm. and I really like colors. And I'll tell you why this is appropriate uh, for this discussion because these photographs are essentially vernacular photographs, right? right. There's nothing that that anyone in the Ecclestonish vein uh, <laughs> in the last thirty or forty years has not tried to do, right? But and once again, forgive me, for listeners, but you have to you know take me uh, at face value here he's managed to take a genre that has, you know, been wandered through by 8 million photographers mm. and he's owned it. This is, this, this is without doubt, you know, he, he, this book is like, is his. Yeah. And it's because, it, you know, it's a clever, well, incredibly clever use of, you know, color, dynamic compositions and pacing that, you know, elevates it above, you know, the norm. And it's, you know, just like, just like I appreciated, you know, um, cosmology for the amount of time was um, that was put in. this is like uh, no 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 subject is unique. You just need to try and find a way to like <laughs> it's
2: incredibly depressing because this is the way I spent like at least five or six years trying to work <laughs> so desperately in trying to master this like thing, and it's like so incredibly difficult that you can't. Again, it's like it's is it a volume thing where you just take ten thousand photos and it's your master editor because you need to have that archive of stuff and like i said, I'm sitting on a pile of at least twelve fifteen thousand snapshot color snapshots over the years, and I'm like, do I throw out all of my ideas that I've had in the past and just start at something else and just like, here's the best stuff, or do you stick to
0: you know, I don't know the man. question the question you ask is that? was he always focused on extremely saturated vernacular photographs Mm. or did did this evolve from an even larger um, um, edit? I think, you know, going back to your question, I would guess how do you make stuff work? It's a combination of effort, intelligence, and visual visual skill. It it does
2: feel like a Tumblr. It does feel like a Tumblr and it feels like, Mm -hmm. but you can, you know, this is the type of thing you want to like breeze through fast. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, at a basic level, if you never, if you don't have the eye, all you, ha- all, all one could have is just twelve thousand bad photographs, right, right, right. and you could spin around that. But but it helps to have twelve thousand better photographs, yeah. or even twelve thousand great photographs.
2: And that, this, I mean, that mm. you, ha- you have to like always, yeah, you have to make the picture every single time you like decide you're gonna frame something. Like you, yeah. would, the same set of choices always have to go through your head. It's like you you start. Brand new every single time. Yeah. Like, how do I make a picture? And, and, and how look, do you make a photograph?
0: <laughs> you, know? you know, looking at this work, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's you know the best kind of work makes you go, damn. It's like, oh. cause damn, it's like, cause I see, you know, you see these scenes, but yeah, you don't get these scenes. Yeah, and and the best kind of work humbles you because it, it realize it makes you realize how far you are from. From where you want to be.
2: So do you think that when you look at a book like this, you're like, God, that guy's just good. I'm, like, good for him. Or you're like, damn, how can I be as good as that? Because I'm kind of, like, I used to be like, oh, man. Like, I know I can be, like, but now I'm just like, that guy's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, good for him, man. He just, like, killed it, you know? And I think, like, that's one of those age-old, like, artistic things. Like, not compare yourself to other people and you'll be much happier, you know? But, like... It's hard because it's like I don't want to do this stuff. I feel like I can do this stuff. This guy's like, he did it a million times better. Like I'm not go home. Like you know,
0: maybe maybe the (laughs) thing maybe the thing is to find a balance. Maybe kind of like athletics is like to to say, hey, look, I mean, I may never you know, I may never you know win the hundred meters in the Olympic games, but I can push myself as far as far as I can go, and as long as you. Push yourself as far as you can go. That then, that's all. That's all. That's all you can do, right? You know, if 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 you know, you or I are never going to be equipped, you know, to run faster than Usain Bolt. And 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 similarly, you or I, at least for some types of photography, will never be will never be the best. But but we don't have to be satisfied with 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 where we are. This goes back to the discussion in, in the previous, previous half of of if you aren't pushing yourself then 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 you know in my strange fucked up view i am just in the suburbs with my kids and my mortgage and my dogs exactly. getting ready to die and <laughs> I, and i tell someone you know all i do to, you know photography is just a way for me to like tell myself that i've i I'm deferring a midlife crisis. It <laughs> right, could be a right, complete right. hoax because, yeah. but it, this is just this is just a story I tell myself, yeah. and 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 it works. Other people, for them, it's family, it's God, mm. it's running, it's I don't know what, it's watching. Alabama college football team. <laughs> I don't know, but, that but was specific. Uh, I mean, it's like the, the Crimson Tide, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, it's like it's like we all need these things to cling on to. It's just it's just uh, you and I del- We all delude ourselves into, into into thinking that you know,
2: this is what it this is. It is what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think you know. I.
1: You it know, only I mean, has as much value as people attach to it. Correct. Yeah. But it
2: doesn't. I think to me, it's it's like it's like habit and hip, like obsession and those sort of things. It's like, when you look back, it's like, could I, if I wanted to, could I tomorrow and just be like, that's it. Uh, file those photographs away. <laughs> like I'm going to go back and watch a football game and like, that's it. I'm done with this. And like, I, that goes through my mind a lot. And I'm like, like, there's just no way. Like I have like these patterns have developed over so long where it's like, this is just it. It doesn't you like, you get Bust through that point where it's like, meh, whatever. Like I'm going to be doing this regardless. Yeah. So like I might as well if I'm working and doing this obsessed or this like passionate about it. It's like, do the work. Yeah. Because that's what you want to do anyways. So just do
0: it. it, It's just it's finding it's finding a way of working that works for you, and it's accepting and listening. To the demons in your head, but not letting them take control. Mm. And ultimately, hey, you know, as long as no little kids or animals die, who the hell cares, right? <laughs> you, aren't, you aren't causing anyone sh- trouble. It's like, you know, as long as your relationships with your loved ones and family aren't being destroyed, do what the
2: hell you want. And sort of the beauty, the beauty of it, though, is too, is that you're going to find... The the Ron Jude's, you're going to find all these people that are, like, when you start talking to them, like, their eyes are going to light up. And he's like, yes, you know. So even though it might be, like, a small circle of people or whoever that are into photo books, like, that's the age we live in. It's like we we live in that age of, like, the micro-obsessions, like, the small little kind of, like, factions of whatever it is. And I feel like that's what's important for culture. Like, you can't you can't grasp it all so you focus on your little thing and that's like, that,
0: you know? that's the tribe that that's a tribe that 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 you picked and uh-huh. the funny thing is i we, we talked about it earlier it's like you know it's like cuz i cuz I, I i did do some reading or, or some research about this It's like you know i'm a cyclist i'm not as, as avid a cyclist as, as i should be because i i have to prioritize photography over cycling uh-huh. but cycling nerds talk about the same things as photography nerds and I, as <laughs> yeah, as to film nerds yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember reading a blog saying you know what all these guys who like making custom guns with ar15s talk the same way as 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 bike nerds. the thing is they do it, it's 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 you choose your poison but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but 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 you know the way your obsessions are discussed and navigated through is 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 very very common. I, I, I'm sure that if photography wasn't my poison, I'll well, probably be cycling a lot more and be a lot thinner than, <laughs> than, than I actually am. But but
2: but but. So I have a big one like yeah. that. This is I think this is the grand finale. Yeah. Is what we're doing, is this photo book, all this stuff important? Does it matter to the culture? Does it? Is it something that is significant? Is it, or should we all try to? become photojournalists and social documentary photographers? Or is this type of photography, is it important? Does it matter?
0: My personal view is that yes, it does matter because it is another kind of language. Mm -hmm. And it's the same kind of value that a diverse ecosystem as opposed to monoculture has. Mm -hmm. Um, There may not be as direct societal value as, let's say... um, Exposing the injustices in some African or Middle Eastern country, but you know, leaving aside the fact that you and I, you know, leaving aside the fact that if 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 bringing value to the world if was a top priority, we would all be doctors, nurses, or or or, mm-hmm. or, or, or teachers, mm-hmm. um, at least within the visual sphere. At some level, this is advancing in some horribly slow way the visual language mm-hmm. of. Some subsection of of modern culture and society, and that truly has to come up with something. Healthy yeah. introspection. Yeah, exactly. Healthy is the key, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Hen, thank you, man. It was amazing catching up with you,
0: gentlemen. It was great. Says, yeah. I hope you edit out the inappropriate
2: bits. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be all good. No one no, knows what was, we're talking about. <laughs> we couldn't. We really couldn't ask for a better leap off into season three. Like I, yes. I, yeah, I. I do say it jokingly, but I actually do mean it. It's like I tell people that like, Hin is my one of my senseis. I remember you introduced that Aww. a long time ago. It's like you got to find a few senseis. Like he's one of those guys where it's like when he speaks, like I do listen to him and I, I do value. So like having you here on this show and talking and like you know sharing all this stuff is like extremely important to me. So thank you so much for
0: coming. was a here. pleasure, compadres. <laughs>
2: Thanks again
1: for joining us. You can go behind the scenes of this episode, see the work of our guests and the photos we discussed by visiting our Tumblr and lpvshow.com. If you'd like to support the production of the show, this year we are offering a subscription for $20. As a subscriber, you will get exclusive access to our weekly email newsletter, which will contain a bonus conversation about some of the interesting stories we find on the web. Also, at the end of the year, we'll be raffling off three awesome photo books exclusively to our subscribers. We appreciate your support and hope you continue to enjoy the show. If you have any questions, please feel free to send them to info at LPVshow.com or connect with us on Twitter at LPVshow. The LPV Show is executive produced by Brian Formals and Tom Starkweather. Our score is by Tom Starkweather, who also mixes the show. Special thanks to Eddie Volanti and Brett A. Davis. Thanks for listening.